One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Well, this week on our main episode, Desi mentioned how somehow I have all of these old crimes from the 1920s, <laughs> sometimes the 1930s, mm-hmm. that I seemingly pull out of my ass. <laughs> there will be more. I'm just... That is, I, a, that is a promise. It's like a magician where they keep pulling things out. You're like, when are the handkerchiefs going to end? <laughs> Uh, so I decided this week, which we have done before on this show for our mini episode to talk about some crimes that happened in Los Angeles, other than the main episode we talked about in the same year oh, okay. that this crime took place, which oh, is cool. 1925. Uh, these actually aren't all crimes. These are just some funny news stories yeah. around Los Angeles from 1925. Our first story... This is an incredible story. The headline, this is from the Los Angeles Times from, I believe this is June of 1925, and the headline reads, Cat is Detective's Nemesis. (gasps) Ooh. (laughs) This cat is my hero. I already want to watch this movie. (laughs) Dude. Okay. So this cat's name is Beelzebub. Well. That's what they named it. You're asking for trouble. This cat was asking for trouble. And honestly, I'm siding with the cat in this instance. I already have to hear the story to side with the cat. (laughs) Now, the story is about this cat who would not leave the Ambassador Hotel. Ooh. The story reads, It seems that some time ago, Ben Frank, manager of the Ambassador, issued an edict that all cats must be banished from the hotel. Uh owing to sundry complaints that the nocturnal outcries of emotional felines disturbed the slumber of guests. So, hussies. Yes. Cats who needed to get fucked. These are very horny cats that were disturbing. I want to go to that hotel. Me too. That's a hotel I want to be at. Absolutely. Colonel Demon, the hotel detective and a former British Army officer, was assigned the task of ousting the cats, and a week after Frank's ultimatum, the colonel reported that the order had been carried out. So they ousted all of these cats from the hotel, (gasps) except for one, (laughs) who would not leave. Love it. The story continues with, quote, We've even made the man from India get rid of his pet cheetah. Quote Demon. So I guess someone was, look, this is like, people want the cats at this hotel. Yeah. Yeah. But, and he paused uncertainly, we haven't got Beelzebub yet. I believe we have to give him up. So the detective was ready to throw in the towel to get rid of this. He couldn't get, we can't get rid of Beelzebub. We just have to cut our losses. Yes. What? Leave Beelzebub, exclaimed Frank. Never. He's the worst of the lot. (laughs) Get him if it takes all summer and the help of the police. Beelzebub must go. 
At the ambassador, Beelzebub has long enjoyed a reputation that would put his namesake to shame. What? <laughs> <laughs> a huge and sinister feline of the color of nether night, Beelzebub lay. Uh, Beelzebub walked boldly into the hotel five five years ago. And ever since the monster black cat with its greenly phosphorescent eyes, horrendous vocal powers, uncanny ability to elude pursuit, and general cussedness has been a disturbing element in and about the ambassador. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. I'm just laughing because Melon is howling in the background. He's like doing... He's like, I'm also howling He's... and evil. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing ambiance for this story. Oh my God. All efforts to subdue or capture him have failed. Among many of the hotel employees, Beelzebub was regarded as possessed of supernatural gifts. <sighs> but Demon is, determ- is a determined man, and his military experience has taught him things about strategy that proved too much even for the demon cat. After a long siege, and with the aid of most of the hotel personnel... This is insane. <laughs> The beast was finally corralled. Colonel Demon, who is uh, a Hammond uh, something man, and withal a little superstitious, did not wish to kill the animal. He put it in a gunny sack, which he placed in a fliver and drove to Long Beach. What, what, I don't know any of those words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this colonel, he, he put the cat in a, in, a, in a bag and took him to Long Beach. In a fliver? <laughs> no, the cat was in a fliver. What's a fliver? Like he was... In the oh, he sack. was in a fliver. Yes. He okay, was, he okay, was got in it. a fliver. He drives him down to Long Beach where he liberated Beelzebub on the pike, hoping he would fall into the ocean or choke on a hot dog. What? <laughs> When the colonel returned, and now Long Beach is very far away. Very far. From the Ambassador Hotel. That's like a 45-minute drive, probably. Yeah. And back in those days, I don't know how fast cars went. They're like in those cars that are like, Aruga. Yeah. (laughs) Probably an hour. This is at least an hour drive that he drove Beelzebub. Very far. Now, when the colonel returned, he reported triumphantly to Manager Frank that at last they were rid of Beelzebub. That was two weeks ago. Yesterday, Mr. Frank was making his daily inspection of the hotel kitchens when he spied something in an obscure corner that looked like a cat. (laughs) Dude. Closer investigation revealed to his horror that it was none other. (laughs) But I like to picture the cat under the car holding onto the bumper on the ride back. Why don't these people... See, this is the problem. They haven't watched enough movies to know you will never win a battle with an animal. <laughs> Especially, like, in a hotel. This is like a, like, a, like a fucking... What was the show where um, Ashley Tisdale lived at a hotel? I'm sorry. <laughs> the Sweet Life of The Sweet Life. This is like one of those shows where this is like an episode where they yes. try to get... And they, like, don't ever win. Like, you can never win. No. Okay, so to his horror, it was none other than Beelzebub. The cat had come back, and not only that, but in the darkest recesses <laughs> of its retreat, there were seven kittens, <laughs> all of the same sable hue as Beelzebub herself. Ooh. It's a twist. She was a female cat. It wasn't even 
a, a, a boy cat the whole fucking time. So she came back there to have her babies. Yes. Spawn. Yes. I love it. Frank called Demon, who nearly collapsed <laughs> <laughs> when he saw the Beelzebub family. Frank intimated when questioned on the sub subject that efforts to oust Beelzebub would probably not be renewed. He added that anybody with a weakness for black kittens may obtain such a pet by applying at the ambassador. Aww. How I would, did she like hitchhike? Like <laughs> she could she back? get back. That's crazy. How was this story never made into a movie? This sounds like an incredible movie. Yeah. Like I can picture it. Just like one of those movies where it's like just a not a serious movie no. at all. Totally. Like kind of like rhubarb, like that level. Yeah, but you get you make this movie, you you cast Kevin Klein as oh, the yeah. as the colonel. <laughs> just just like I've seen so many things where it's like the hapless detective that has just met his match. Right. Like it's the classic film setup. Uh, it's perfect. And then that she has a devilish side. Yeah. I love it. It's such a good movie. Oh man. Do we have a picture of No, that cat? and so I it's just looked, a black cat, yeah. I looked. Black cat with green eyes. Yeah, I mean we get it. Absolutely incredible. Now this story is out of the Los Angeles Daily Times. And Ooh. I just thought this was an incredible headline. It said, It was that kind of picnic. Mm. Uh it's not that interesting of a story. But I like the headline so much, I decided to read it. I said, well, what, what is that? That's mean? what I said. I said, what kind of a picnic is it? So this is uh, the, 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 the sub-headline. Okay. I guess that's what that's called. Reads, such was Mrs. Martin Conway's defense before judge, hus- judge to husband's charge, she got drunk. Officers will be back. gets arrested for being drunk and her husband comes to her defense in the courtroom and says judge she got drunk at a picnic said martin conway yesterday to judge summerfield judge everybody got drunk at that picnic reported mrs minnie conway it was that kind of a picnic (laughs) the couple were in court for determination of the custody of their daughter five years of age pending the trial of mrs conway's suit for divorce to back up his declaration that Mrs. Conway was not fitted to look after her offspring, Conway added to the picnic story. Oh, I guess the husband was, wasn't defending her, but he was oh, like... he was using this against her. He was using her, and she's like, what? It was just that kind of a picnic. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Um, so to back up that Mrs. Conway was not fitted to look after her offspring, Conway added to the picnic story the assertion that his wife keeps a tea kettle full of liquor on the back porch. (laughs) I love this woman. Same. (laughs) Uh, And is too friendly with Gordon McGuffey. That was the husband's other complaint. A widower with whom the Conways lived. He said McGuffey gave her flowers once and embraced her. Mm. You know what that means. I do. Mrs. Conway asserted that the liquor was in a keg under the bed and that it was Conway's, (laughs) not hers. And she denied the embrace. She said she picked the flowers herself. McGuffey testified similarly. Boy, she got it all figured out, didn't she? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that very brief story. But that's funny. Obviously, the headline intrigued me. I thought that was very funny. And our last old news story before we move on to some new news stories is from the Los Angeles Times as well. 
And this is out of Pasadena. And the headline reads, Nude man taking avenue stroll eating bunch of grapes creates consternation (laughs) in the city. (laughs) Pasadena, August 26, 1925. Consternation seized women in the western part of the city when a man, entirely nude, was seen walking down Avenue 64, calmly eating a bunch (laughs) of grapes. (laughs) Late this afternoon... One woman of the district, which is sparsely settled, seeing the unclothed pedestrian, summoned the police. Two officers rushed to the scene in an automobile. The nude one discarded his grapes and took to his heels, so he took off running. (laughs) 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 Fleeing over the hill and dale, the modern... (laughs) (laughs) This just sounds so carefree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like over the river to grandmother's house. dale... He ran his balls bouncing. (laughs) They called him the modern pagan, mounted a bank, (laughs) scampered over the top of the reservoir, and sped through a wooded section while the outraged officers followed. The policemen abandoned their car, chased the 20th century Adam as he pursued a circular course through backyards, front lawns, vineyards, and streets. The quarry eluded his pursuers when the skill of the of a beast of prey, with the skill of a beast of prey, and finally reached the Los Angeles boundary line over which he disappeared. <gasps> the officers, indifferent as to nudity in Los Angeles, abandoned the chase. Well, that's some shade. Yeah, that's some shade from the reporter. We're indifferent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that they really like to write back then oh like, yeah. these news articles are like they're using all their adverbs and adjectives <laughs> it's very flowery language yeah they're like sw- they won't say something a normal way no it's just like and then they went into the loo <laughs> it's just like they, <laughs> and they can never say something twice like it's just crazy i love over the hill and dale oh yeah that's, that's like that's a great it sounds like a fucking christmas carol <laughs> I said it sounds oh, like yeah. it sounds like that song to grandmother's house we oh, go. Oh right, right. Over the hill and dale. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on to some new news stories from this past week. This is out of People magazine, but it's a local story from LA. The headline is Man Sat in a Pool of Bean Dip. I saw this. <laughs> This story has everything. Man sat in a pool of bean dip for 24 hours to save L.A. restaurant, and Lana Del Rey cheered him on. Oh, I didn't see that part. She showed up. There's Wait. a picture of her. Is that a popular restaurant? I've never been to this Me place. Me either. Uh, this is a stunt man by the name of Hunter Ray Barker. On Monday, this is out of People. It says, Hunter Ray Barker on Monday soaked in a pool of bean dip to support the Los Toros Mexican restaurant in the Los Angeles neighborhood of Chatsworth. In a Facebook video ahead of the stunt, Barker explained why Los Toros is near and dear to his heart, saying that he and his family, quote, celebrated every great moment of our lives there. So he wants to save this restaurant, and he's doing this stunt to bring attention to it. It goes on to say restaurant owner Nicholas Montano told Reuters that when Barker approached him about the fundraising idea, he was initially caught off guard. Oh, yeah. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? And he goes, yeah, I think it would be fun. And something to, I want to help your business. Barker told the outlet, we have a golden opportunity to grab the bull by the horns and support local businesses in a big explosive way. And so why not? 
Barker also, Barker also said he got the establishment's logo tattooed on his arm during the bean soak. Okay. He's doing a lot during this soak. I mean, he really wants to save this place. <laughs> on Monday, singer Lana Del Rey even showed up in solidarity. The artist shared a photo of herself smiling besides Barker, who sat in the pool of beans. She captioned the post, don't ask why. Here's a picture. This is a very watery looking bean The beans soup. look really vile. This looks like... So did she just happen to be in the neighborhood? I, <laughs> I don't know. Because Chatsworth is far. Maybe she knows this guy. Maybe. And she knew he was doing this. Um, he was in this bean dip for 24 hours. No, I didn't... The bean dip looked so watery to me. I know it's not the one they serve. <laughs> no. Probably. But there was something really gross about it. Look the he way it looked. Ma- he made this bean dip himself. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. I read the Reuters article and he made this bean dip. Ugh. Out of like beans and like cornstarch, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I mean, it did. wasn't for eating. It was this for is, lounging. It in. looks gray and watery. This kind of reminds me of the beans that were served at the bean eating contest that I went to <laughs> <laughs> when I was when you were 10, which my mother denies. She she left a comment. Uh, we I remember that this. was a Patreon episode we did. And I talked about the bean eating contest at Chevy's yeah. in like the mid nineties. And my mom was like, who would take someone to that? That's child abuse. I'm like, mom, you, you were there. No, those look exactly like the refried beans you get at a chain Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Like they're like pale brown and they have some sad cheese on them. Yeah. And you barely eat them. You just eat the Spanish rice. I know. I, <laughs> I, I haven't done that a million times. <laughs> I was actually thinking about how much I want fried ice cream from like a chain Mexican restaurant. Dude. The best ice cream. <laughs> I never got fried ice cream at a Mexican restaurant. We like up in Marin County, I feel like that's something you would get at like a Thai restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah. I only had ever gotten it at a Mexican restaurant. So like El Torito's or like one of right. those chain. It but would always be the fried ice cream dessert, which was I was obsessed with For getting. me, at a Thai place growing up, it was all about the fried banana at the end. Oh, yeah. Dude, that is that. a good dessert. Yeah. A deep fried banana with like some coconut ice cream on the side. I like fried. I'm going to admit it. <laughs> Here's the thing. It tastes so yummy. I haven't had a deep fried item in a very long time. Because they're not good delivery. Because it's really hard to have that for delivery. No, fried ice cream is so good. That yeah. crust, I don't know what it is, but it's almost like corn flaky, crunchy. Oh my God, it's I so I don't know good. if I've ever had fried ice you cream. You would love it. I bet I would. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> it's mean, like nothing else. It's like vanilla ice cream and it has this sweet caramelized corn flaky mm. crunch batter around it. Well, now I want it dessert, Desi. I do too. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to not eat as many sweets right now. It's so good. Okay, keep going. <sighs> Now I'm sad. I want dessert. Well, how do you think I felt the other night when I remembered it existed? (laughs) (laughs) And our last new news story is out of Berlin. This is from the Associated Press. German police, sorry, German police say they have solved a nine-year-old burglary after DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France (laughs) over an unrelated crime. Okay, police. I'm continuing reading from this AP article. It says police in the western town of Schwelm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the town's name. Look, okay. if you want to see how it's spelled, you tell me how to pronounce that. 
Schwelm. It says Schwelm. Okay. I bet we even have a listener who lives, lives near. Schwelm. Oh, I lives, bet we do. I bet we do. And I don't want to get scolded. I'm trying to be okay. correct. Me too. Police in the western town of Schwelm said Thursday that the sausage belonged to the victim and the suspect, a 32-year-old Albanian citizen, appeared to have helped himself to a bite during the March 2012 (laughs) break-in. Now, this is how I would get busted. Me too. Because I would accidentally, I would not think, and I would be like, oh, that looks good, and eat something during a burglary. Just like haphazardly put it in your mouth. Yeah. And then I would get caught. Yeah. Nine years later. Absolutely. So I feel for this guy. Um, I mean, I, it is sad that uh, he did steal this guy's sausage during a break-in. I would Imagine be annoyed. waking up and you're like, where's my sausage? <laughs> I don't care about my stuff. Now, the, the Associated Press article answers a question I wanted to know, that it wasn't clear what type of sausage. Oh. But it was some kind of German sausage. Well, they're very well known for sausage. Yes, they are. <laughs> so I'm sure it was delicious. The burglar had nibbled, though police said it was a hard variety. A hard variety of, of sausage. sausage. Does that mean salami? I don't know. Look, I don't know. I'm sure there's all kinds of German sausages I don't even know about. Right. That's why I'm thinking hard would be like a salami where right. it's like not, uh, you don't have to cook it. It's like hard right. and dry. Right. So, yeah, that's that story. Cool. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash H-C-S. Now, Desi, do you have any movie podcast book recommendations? I do, actually. So... First of all, I watched this movie, Sunshine. Did you see that movie? Uh, Of course I've seen it. (laughs) That movie, did you like it? You know... It's It's Wild Ride. It's in in the horror community, I would say that that Sunshine is considered an underrated gem. Okay. It's widely considered an underrated gem. I don't remember much of the movie. I remember it not being my favorite, but I do like sci-fi horror a lot. Right. I mean, it's definitely not my favorite movie ever, but I had never seen it. And it's definitely like a wild ride. Yeah. Uh, Chris Evans is in it. Cillian, Cillian Murphy. Murphy is in it. It's uh, definitely worth checking out because it's short. I always like short movies. It's like, yeah. that was fine. Yeah. Uh, so I saw that. Now I have two great shows. Did I tell you guys about For All Mankind last week? No. Okay. That's because I binged it all this week. (laughs) So this is the most frustrating experience when you binge a first season and then they're on season two. So now I have to wait week per week. Yeah. I'm fucking like when I was binging and I was like, I need to slow my roll. But of course I could not fucking stop. Now this might not be for everyone, but it's honestly one of the best shows I've ever seen. (laughs) What? Like it is, it's like a Mad Men level show show for me. It's set in the late sixties, early seventies. And it's about... The space race between Russia, our USSR, and US. Yeah, and it's an alternate alternate timeline. So, like USSR lands there first, the Soviets get to the moon first, and everything's kind of an alternate uh, history at that point. But it has um, like the sort of soapy elements that we tend to like. Like a Mad Men has it, it's like there's the advertising stuff, and in this show there's the astronaut space stuff, and then there's the family drama and all of that kind of stuff. Everyone is excellent on it. Joel Kinnaman is the star. Uh, he was in The Killing, which I think you watched uh, I as did well. watch. I love him in The Killing. So he's like the lead, I guess, in this one. It's a really good show. It's on Apple TV, though, so not a lot of people have that. Is he the detective? Yeah, he's her. He's the cute detective yes, guy. He's oh, the lead, like yeah. the co-lead or yeah, whatever. I like him. Yeah, yeah, he's great. So he's the he's the lead in it. And then another actor who is in it, his name is Michael Dorman, I think. Uh, he's in the other show I watched this week that I also find to be excellent, and that is Patriot. It's on Amazon. I think it aired a few years ago. There's only two seasons, but it's very dark and very funny there's just some jokes. It's not a comedy. It's like a kind of like a Fargo, like a drama that it has very funny and absurd situations like that type of show. It's so good though. What's so that's, it about? It's about a CIA guy who's undercover in the Midwest at like a factory. <laughs> like, so he's working with all these sort of white collar, blue collar workers, but he's undercover. So it's just kind of absurd. 
it's absurdist. Like there's not a lot of CIA. It's not like that type of show, like a Tom Clancy. It's like it's like a Fargo. Cool. Uh, it's like a Coen Brothers type. You know what I mean? This guy who's like sort of in these weird circumstances, but in an everyday situation with everyday people or whatever. Yeah. It's very good. It's one of those shows people had always told me to watch, and I was like, eh, because the title's so stupid, yeah, and it doesn't sound like what it is, uh, but I, I recommend it. It's very good. And the last thing I want to recommend is something I saw a long time ago, but I just realized that they have all the episodes on YouTube, which is like every single... There's only six episodes, but it's called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It is a British comedy um it's kind of like a parody of a horror television show and and like writer from the 80s who kind of hosts one of those anthology type show it's just like i can't really explain it but if you like very dark absurd british comedy i think you should check it out because it's it used to be really hard to find but it is on youtube now i think i told rachel earlier that i posted a clip from this from this show with a cat (laughs) That's really funny to me. So yeah, those are my recommendations. I think I think that's it. I didn't cool. do anything else. <laughs> so binge that those was shows. A lot, Desi. You binge. <laughs> it like- felt it felt like a lot. <laughs> Look, when you're trying to binge a show as fast as possible for no fucking reason, it can feel like a full time job. <laughs> Because you want it, like, I literally could not go to sleep until I, I was like, well, I have to finish the season out. Right. I only really have four more episodes, even though it's 2 a.m. <laughs> like, do you know that feeling of where course. you're just like, I can't, like, yeah. So uh, I highly recommend all of those. You? Well, I listened to a new podcast this week, co hosted by two of my favorite people in the world. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I listened to a podcast called Fake Money. It's hosted by James Fritz and Alan Strickland-Williams. Right. Friends of the pod. Absolutely. I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about on this show. I haven't listened to it yet, but I subscribed to it and rated it. (laughs) let Let me give a better plug for this. They're talking about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Right. And I... I, they've recently like delved into this. They've gotten into crypto and Bitcoin, so they're like explaining it for laymans like me, Ooh. who, as a layman, I still don't know what the fuck any of this shit means. But it's very enjoyable to listen to James and Alan talk. I especially really enjoyed the episode I was listening to today. They were talking about um, like dips, but also dips like chips and dips. Yeah, yeah. And James brought up a really good point. And that his point was that, you know, honey mustard, Oh, you can get a really bad honey mustard sometimes. It's very inconsistent. It's a very inconsistent dip. And that's what James was talking about on this episode I listened to today. And I agree with you, James. I'll tell you what I like. I like a very spicy mustard. And I like the, I know exactly what consistency I want. And it's more like honey than creamy. Yes. Like, I don't like when it's creamy. No, because then it tastes like a salad dressing. Yeah, exactly. You know what? But I'm talking about dips specifically. But I like when it has like a caramel color. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But he said, James said that the best honey mustard dip was at Carl's Jr. I've never been to Carl's Jr. What? I haven't. Desi. Why go outside the faves? Do I need to go to Carl's Jr.? Like, what do they have that I need? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Carl's Jr. 
There was a Carl's Jr. in San Pedro, which is a place I used to do a lot of drugs when I was... And not eating a lot of food right. at that time. Well, you have to understand, I didn't but grow up on the West Coast. But so we didn't have Carl's Jr. You got Hardee's. Okay, I've been to Hardee's. That's what Carl's Jr. Oh, okay. is. <laughs> I didn't know they it's were the like, same. It's like Hellman's and Best Foods. Okay, I had it's no just, idea. Yeah, it's called something different. I had no idea. But, um, so I've been to Hardee's. Okay, so there was this Carl's Jr., I think it's on Gaffey Street in San Pedro, that I always used to go to. Like that was like my, at the time when I was hanging in Pedro a lot, that was like my one meal a week. You know, yes, I know know how it works. Okay, the bacon western sandwich that is a great sandwich. Is it a burger? It's a burger, but it's on bread. Well, no, like Texas toast. No, it's not on bread. It's on a bun. I'm I'm calling it a a sandwich. It's a burger. Okay, well, I'm sorry, I don't call burger sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes they have those burgers on the fucking thick bread. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, which I will not get, but like I've seen them now. The the Western burger is one of my favorite kinds of burgers. The because, onion ring on it? Because there's onion <laughs> because it's onion rings and barbecue sauce. I love that combo. It's such a great combo. I'm like a huge fan of barbecue sauce. And I'll tell you, as far as dips go, that's the one where I'm probably gonna most likely always like it. Yeah. Like a barbecue. I've never had a barbecue where I'm like, this is revolting. In like, terms of fast food dips. Yeah, it's always exactly that same barbecue yeah. sauce. Uh, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that fast food barbecue sauce. But the honey mustard is a toss up. No, I don't want it to be creamy. I want it to be, I know exactly what I want. Me too. And, and I, I like making it too, homemade. I love honey mustard, and that's what I always get when I order like a chicken tender from a fast food establishment. Really? I always get honey mustard. I like barbecue, and then I also do like um, buffalo. Sometimes they have a buffalo sauce. Yeah. <laughs> that one's good, too. Yeah. I I might get a honey mustard. Sometimes I'll try to get two. Oh, you know, um, what's what's that Shake, Sat, Shake Shack? They have a really good honey mustard dip for their tenders. They do? Mm-hmm. And I did get that one because their other option was ranch and I don't want that. So you don't like ranch? I love ranch, but I'm very picky about ranch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very picky about it. So fake money. Oh, right. It's a Sorry. Pod- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all into the it's sauces. A, it's a podcast about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Uh, I guess that's the same thing, right? No idea. Look, I'm trying to learn this stuff. I believe Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, okay, but there yeah. can be other cryptocurrencies. Yes. Okay. So I'm trying to learn about this stuff, and I think the only way I'll be able to learn anything is through Alan and James. To be honest, I would just be happy to hear them again. It's just fun hearing them talk. Me too. I, I want to hear them. Like I could listen to them talk about anything. I love them. Yeah. They're so great. go listen to their podcast. Give them a five-star review. If I find out anyone gave them less than a five-star review, I'll be really sad. Absolutely. Please. And don't put our names on and it. And don't put my name on that. <laughs> Rachel, Don't be like Hollywood Crime Scene yeah. sent me here and fuck these guys. <laughs> Please do not mention us. Only mention us if it's positive. Yeah, please. <laughs> the other thing I watched this week was a spinoff of a show that I love, and that's when you know you're desperate. Look, <laughs> I found out I found out that Criminal Minds was allegedly coming back. Oh. Yes. So I got very <laughs> horny about that. Damn. Like really excited. There, there's something new in the work. I think I, I've heard that they're going to do like the 10 episodes and it's going to be like one case. This oh, is what the so Reddit like boards a, are yeah. saying. Okay. This is what the Reddit Damn, boards are you're saying. you're on Criminal Minds Reddit of course. <laughs> of, 
Of course I'm on Criminal Minds Reddit boards. Those are still active? Yes. <laughs> Look, they are very active. Okay. And I saw someone made a post. They were like, I just started watching this show for the first time. I'd like to think that's my influence. Right. Yeah. Because I'm a listener. Because I watched all 15 seasons over the Jesus summer. <laughs> and those seasons are long. Look, because. I, I mean, I have to give you a hand because that was too overwhelming for me to take on. I Dude, just couldn't do it. I'm so, I, I think I'm going to start watching it again just for the comfort. Yeah. So I started watching one of the spinoffs they did that only had one season. They had two spinoffs. They had Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, which according to Reddit is wildly xenophobic and not good. Okay. And then the other one was the one I started watching, which was... Uh, suspect behavior. Ooh. I can't, I don't know. I, so this is like Law and Order yes. having their spinoffs they, kind of thing. They tried it, did work out for them so well. But Law and Order also tried multiple spinoffs and not all of them worked. No. SVU Only SVU. was like a rare, but then Criminal Intent, I think. No one liked that one. And that's my arch enemy, Finn oh <laughs> You know what? Maybe I'll start watching Criminal Intent. I think Criminal Intent was good because I like I like when the detective is like, no one knows how his mind works. <laughs> like he's crazy, but he always figures it out. Like I like that kind of anti-hero cop, like detective who is just like does things his own way. Yeah. Like, why is he picking up that cone? <laughs> like no one knows. <laughs> like that stuff is funny. And I think he's like a mad genius, like detective right. or something. Right. But so maybe it's good. Well, you got to cast Vincent D'Onofrio for that part. It's his ideal type of role. Yeah. That's why he went at me. <laughs> I still want to have him on the pod. We need to make up. This feud is, it's gone on too long. <laughs> In case, I still think, you know what? I have this fantasy about making merchandise, like referencing the Vincent D'Onofrio thing feud that you guys have yeah for those of you who don't know if you're just joining us if you don't know that desi has had a i think it's been like over a year now it's been a few years no it hasn't been a few years it's been like a year and a half no but you have to that's quarantine this happened pre-quarantine like way before quarantine okay desi's been in a long feud <laughs> i'm not bragging but it, i just know quarantine was a year so yeah. everything is way further than we <sighs> think i don't know what Do you know what i mean is. like Desi's been in a feud with Vincent D'Onofrio for a very long time because she tweeted something and somehow Vincent D'Onofrio found that tweet. I have no idea how. It wasn't like it, was it really a pop, was it a popular tweet? I don't think so. I don't even so. remember, whatever. The tweet's not important. Right. But she tweeted something and of course it was kind of nasty. And Vincent D'Onofrio said, not Desi, like you're better than this. <laughs> <laughs> not here, not now, not ever. Yeah. Like responding to the content of the he tweet. He quote tweeted me. And somebody in our, back when we had a Facebook group for the show, somebody said, is Desi friends with, I think it was Sonia. Yeah. So, Sonia hit us up and she was like, is Desi friends with Vincent D'Onofrio? Right. And I don't get notifications for people who don't follow me. Yeah. So I didn't see it because he didn't follow me. So I, I was like, what is she talking about? Why would she think I was friends with Vincent D'Onofrio? <laughs> and then someone else commented. So I saw his tweet <laughs> and then I said to him, scold me, daddy. <laughs> he got really mad. He got mad. He responded a few more times before blocking you. Yeah, he blocked me. I'm very sad about that. I feel like it was like, I was just being 
cute. I wasn't I, trying to be disrespectful. He was being dead fucking serious. He was serious. dead serious, and I feel a little humorless, <laughs> which is not exactly surprising. But I don't want to be in a feud with Vincent D'Onofrio. No, I like him. I like him. Remember he wore the little sombrero? <laughs> when? That was one of his big tweets where he put a little sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> like, where was that Vincent D'Onofrio that day with right. a little sombrero? <laughs> No, he was in in serious mode that day. Things could have been so different. Anyway. So criminal behavior. Intent. No. Now now I'm talking about criminal minds again. Oh, criminal minds. Criminal minds, suspect behavior. It's... The cast is like, I, I don't even, it has such big stars in the cast that it's like so inexplicable to me that this show was only one season. It, it, Forrest Whitaker oh. is one. Yeah. Jesus. Forrest Whitaker and Janine Garofalo. Damn. Yeah. What a weird cast. It's such a bizarre cast. Not, like it's, I'm on like episode eight, I think. I mean, it's whatever. Where it, is it streaming? It's on Amazon. Okay. I Like, it's fine, like I mean, whatever. But it's scratching that itch for me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just like all I want right now. I've been having a lot of bad anxiety, so all I want right now is like a procedural. Right. I want something familiar. Yes. I don't need to start like a new endeavor. I want something that like, you know, old faithful. Yeah. No. Good old fashioned disgusting procedural. Absolutely. So that's those are the two main things I've been consuming this week. What'd you eat? Um, I didn't have anything too exciting, but I did randomly make focaccia this week. (laughs) Not too exciting. Uh, Focaccia, first of all, you know, it got overdone in the 90s. (laughs) People had fucking sandwiches on focaccia. Everything. Everything was with fucking focaccia. It was also really dry and bad focaccia. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make focaccia and see what this shit's all about. I made some damn good focaccia. Here's the thing with focaccia. I think you literally have to eat it the day it's made. Yeah. When it's, it doesn't keep like some breads might. Right. Uh, It's really good because it has like thin parts that are crusty and crisp and like oily kind of. And then it has the fluffy parts. Right. And then I put olives and lemon zest on one side and then garlic oil and rosemary on the Mm. other side and lots of crunchy salt as well. And it was fucking good. Um, by the way, it's so fun to poke those little dimples in the bread. <laughs> like I find that to be incredibly satisfying to just like push my fingers all over the bread and make those little dimples. Yeah. I, I like it. It's really fast and easy to make. Like I found a fast recipe. There's lots of like 18 hour ones. This one was very um, fast. Also randomly to be a year behind everyone, I've done this before, but I didn't do it last year. I'm starting to make a sourdough starter. Mm. So I started that today just to like, I know everyone did it a year ago <laughs> on my own timeline. You know what? It's but your, you know what? I've made a sourdough starter before quarantine. So this is not like me it's jumping. It's your own bread journey. It's the tartine uh, one. So really what I want to do is I've done the tartine starter before and I've made sourdough from it, but I never... I didn't keep my sourdough starter. It went like rotten because I didn't, you're supposed to like maintain it. And I, of course I fucking didn't. So I really want to make homemade croissants. <laughs> oh like my, my God. Goal. Because I've never made homemade croissants. So I kind of want to try that. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And it's going to be weeks until it's ready. Right. And to do all that stuff. So that's like my goal. So we'll see how it turns out. It seems fun, right? That does seem fun. Homemade I mean, croissants. I would love to be the type of person who is good at making bread. 
I should come over one day with my star- sourdough starter. Ooh. I can give you some. Will you give me some? Yeah, I'll make it and give you some, and we should do it together. Yeah, we should go on a journey. But we will should- you help? <laughs> Wait, but will you help me make bread? Because oh I've- my god, I can help you make bread. Because I've only made bread one to- uh, two times. I made challah bread. Oh right, and that's a different kind of bread. I'm going to I'm going to give you some bread lessons. Give me some bread we lessons. We should do it as a Patreon <laughs> bonus. That's like very erotic. <laughs> yes, we'll go on a journey together. We'll bread go on journey. like an erotic bread journey. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. We'll do it. Did you eat anything yummy? I made fried plantains last night. Ooh. Who doesn't love those? I love them. Yeah. I mean, I waited like until they were perfectly ripe, real soft, so they were nice and sweet. I love fried plantains. I do too. But I actually love the green ones. When they're more like starchy? When they're more, yeah. Like they're not sweet. sweet. Oh. Like I like both, but the green ones are harder to get because people prefer the sweet. I I like them when they're real sweet. The green ones are so good though with spicy. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a toast. I mean, I like both. They're different. Yeah. Um, but when I go to like a Cuban restaurant, like sometimes they won't have the green ones. Right. I always want the green ones because you can never find them. Uh, but yeah, the sweet ones are good too. So you fried them, you deep fried them or saute? I sauteed in a lot of oil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like really hot oil. They're so good. Yeah. And I made, um, I used the last of my uh, bag of beans that I bought at the beginning of quarantine. Oh. So I finally used the last it's of my- It's so metaphorical. <laughs> It really felt like the circle of life. I so I made I just made like refried beans, yeah, and plantains, and that's what I had for dinner last night. It was that's a perfect. Good. It was a perfect meal. I love rice and beans and plantains. Yeah, like that's so good. It's such a good meal. Mm-hmm. So I'm honestly, I'm a little hungry right now. I would like to eat some more food right now. Okay. Uh, you know what? I we talked about this on Twitter. I I keep this commercial has been haunting me for weeks now. It's the Little Caesars pretzel crust pizza. Oh, yeah. Okay. We talked about this. Look, I'm not like a Little Caesars stan. I've never had it. I have had a lot of Little Caesars before because uh, it, whatever, it's a long story. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to get into it on the pod. But I have had a lot of Little Caesars before. It's fine. It's whatever. It's inexpensive pizza. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by this pretzel crust. <laughs> Because I will take any opportunity to eat anything soft pretzel related. I love soft pretzel. And Will, our friend Will, he said it was good. I know. And he bakes a lot. He bakes a lot. So so that's why I trust him. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I don't like that type of pizza typically, but I am curious about the pretzel. I almost, I was like on Postmates looking for Little Caesars and then we drove past one today. Oh, that's like really close. Mm. Okay. Now your wheels are turning. So I almost ordered one for us tonight, but I was <gasps> restrained myself. Uh, you know what I really can't believe we haven't had is the Vianetta yet. Is that I in know. LA? Because people keep sending us pictures and I'm like, I haven't looked, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> I know. Like, is it in Vons right now? And we just don't know because I don't typically go to that store. Look, I haven't really gone to a grocery store actually in a while. I haven't like gone I've to, gotten pickup groceries. Yeah, uh, so I need we need to figure that out. Though. I haven't been inside of a grocery store in months. We should we need to get one. Yeah, because what if it goes away? I know. Then everyone's gonna laugh at us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's what we're gonna do this week. We just have to find out if it's in LA and where it is. And even if we just get it and don't eat it right away, like we can have. Oh, it. I'm eating it right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to get a bunch of them though and store them in the freezer. Absolutely. 
Okay, we need to. We need to this, get on this. this. Need to, let's put that on our to do list. Okay, because that's ridiculous. Saturday. What that's, if it's been here for weeks and we didn't even know? Idiots. Yeah. We're okay, let's get idiots. it this weekend. Okay. Okay. We'll Bye, get guys. back to you. Bye.